Yeah, let's talk about the bigger picture. Uh-huh. Let's talk about how we be ballin', playing yeah, with the yeah, bridges. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Nets and how they always got good pictures. Jeez. Let's talk about the cats, how rescue turn them boys to winners. Uh-huh. Injuries and updates, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To the opponent, we can't toe to toe, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the top, this podcast gonna go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's something you should know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 50 of Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry, and joining me, as always, it's my buddies. It's my co-host. We got Trev. That way. And we got Stoner down here as well. What's up, boys? Episode 50. That's a, that's, a, that's a nice little mark there. Joining us already on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter our p-dub in the house what's up hail to the washington football team not too much longer we're gonna know what to put to the end of that htt ep's in the house and katie says y'all don't look a day over episode 42 that's a pretty good line i wonder why i'm not gonna lie that's a pretty good not line. too bad not too bad up oh, my mom's in the house as well saying hi guys hey it is episode 50 we got a great lineup for you we're gonna have uh, more on the name release in case you did watch the episode or the, the the video of trev and stoner talking there's been some more things that we're going to want to talk about that's happened since that video uh during the game we're going to be talking about the game against the giants and we're going to bring on a special guest there it's authentic that's right you know him from authentic in the beard and from oh, yeah. giant overreaction you can also check out his original music, including his latest project, The Color of Us, at authentic.bandcamp.com. More on that when he comes here for the game. And then cool down. Is Kuz the real deal? Mm-hmm. Ovi breaks the PowerPoint goal record. And more on all bets aside. Thanks, Coming up here on episode 50 of Rough the District, we are sponsored by the Sky Bar. Check them out in Lexington when they open up here soon. Lexington, Virginia, catch that bar manager dancing over there as well. You know, probably feed him a few drinks and he'll be on top of his bar dancing. And then we're also sponsored by Pacers Running. For every run they've got you taken care of, you know, those New Year's resolutions aren't going to run themselves. You got to put some good shoes on those feet. That's true. That is very true. will take care of you. Yes. EP calling out the new mic for Trev. Yeah, I got a new mic on the 50th episode. Like, he doesn't have to hold it anymore. Nah, you can't it's even so see it. It's so good. <laughs> you two have had an opportunity to talk about the name. Yeah. yeah. Guys had a great discussion. So maybe I just get a little bit of time here. All right. I, I tell people that I'm I'm siced. I'm pumped. I'm excited. All right. I think this is this was the video was it did exactly the job it needs to do. If Washington wins Saturday, I think yeah. people are going to be just super excited leading into Groundhog Day. I mean Sunday. Sunday. You're correct. I was like, Sunday. If they win Sunday against the Giants, this oh, yeah. fan base is just going to love it. And it did one other thing. They what? let people know that the Red Wolves or Wolves are out of the picture. So it gives right, people yeah, yeah. a month to get over their feelings about mm-hmm. that name. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that was that was good. I think that there's some people who are then started to get upset about the uh, the fact that they use some of the clips from before. So like they knew this name three months ago because you know Rivera's <sighs> in shorts and there's leaves on the trees. More than likely, <laughs> they were just reusing video to private make the promo video. What man? Twitter private investigators have the best job oh, in the world. They're all oh, over yeah. the place. They're all over, all over it. Um. I'm happy about it. I'm rocking the. This is the last time that our team will be wearing this. Yep. You know, as a merchandise and uniform. So it was. That's pretty cool. This whole journey's been pretty cool. Something different. You know, I'm looking forward. It's been to long. It. I, I, it definitely feels dragged out. Uh, but we we tweeted that the hurry up and wait reminds us uh, a lot of the military as uh, Stoner is drinking with his retired Air Force mug here uh, on camera. Oh, they, oh, yeah, yeah. They did the timeline. Back to July 2020, it didn't feel like it's been since July 2020. It felt like it was last July of 2021. Honestly, to me, it did. But we've yeah. been through a whole year and a half with this. I'm surprised that they actually let us know um, like they did. It was a really cool video they did. Props to them. That's something they didn't botch that had to do with the fans. So that was nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Like you said, I'm excited. All those color variations, supposedly. Multiple uniforms. He said this is one of the main helmets. So, I mean, just listen to the verbiage used in the video. I'm hyped, guys. I'm yeah. hyped. I get it. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm pretty hyped about it, too. Um, I think they did a good thing in letting us know early yeah. that Red Wolves is not going to be part of the name. Because make no yeah. mistake. Necessity. Mm-hmm. The, the oh! fans... A lot of the fans really wanted wolves or red wolves. Or a rabid variations. fan base, if you will. Right. So they were trying to let you down easy so that you wouldn't have to. Well, we actually have that. That you wouldn't have to let it out right there all together at one mm-hmm. time and disappoint. So people can kind of get get it out of their system. Yeah. They have a month to get that out of their feelings. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's and then, great. And then yeah, that's fine. Month, and, and I think probably what we've talked about a lot on this show mm-hmm. that after a while it doesn't matter what the name is because no matter what you're going to tick some people off it doesn't matter that's just the that's just life name, yeah. just gotta just win natural. games honestly the more the more right. games they it doesn't win, matter the, name. Win. the more people will get to there whether or not it is uh, shout out to andy and our, our on our chat andy who's, who's bringing bringing in the hail to the commanders which seems to be the front runner for people right now yeah, uh, I'm not particularly fond of it, uh, but I, I can, like you said, Stoner, I can get over that if they just start mm-hmm. winning games. It looks like the uniforms are going to be oh, straight sick. fire. They're of course, fresh. Of course, they're, they're, they're definitely going to, no matter what, I, I think they're going to be. Because I think, be and I and I, I put this out on Twitter, but I think that that picture of of Terry Chase and John Allen. That, they it's were there for a game. photo shoot. I think that they were that like they they put them in those the two 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 shirts. Yeah. But I think that they put on the uniforms to do a photo shoot. So I think those are going to be the sense? first three players oh, yeah. that we're going to yeah. see in the uniform. And to yeah. piggyback from that photo, that's something we haven't really talked about all season. Chase Young, he looks. I mean, I know it's a lower leg injury, but it looks like he hasn't been taking a day off. From upper body, at least, or just you know, he looks still in shape. That's one hell of a brace he has on. Nathan it is a serious brace on, but but he's uh, not on crutches. He ain't holding, you know. And one of the straps was undone, 
So like it wasn't yeah. even fully strapped. I mean, I was dissecting that joint. I really was. <laughs> I guess, I guess you said so, look man. at the brace, and I was like, well, people, my mother people, people are dissecting the video, so. and uh, and uh, and Trev's out there checking the out Chase's leg, which but is fair because just... that's going to impact the game more than the name is. As will Andy's comment on the sixty million dollars salary cap. And when next when year. you saw that picture, yeah. it was like, oh snap, we have Chase Young. Like <laughs> you kind of for like seriously, you kind of forgot that we had. Somebody of, of his he's, stature. He's been and pretty him. quiet. Yeah. He has. Even when he was playing, he was quiet, but people still knew he was on the field. We knew he was on the field. But then, like, the way the season's played out with all the COVID, the tragedy. Well, stuff, what I'm saying is like, he's been pretty quiet since getting injured. Like, you yeah, haven't. For he, sure. He's not, he's not been not in public eye. I think, I think that he's Which he's focused good. on recovery. I think yep. that he does want to come back next year. It was just good to see us. You know what I mean? It was. It was. I agree. You forget how big he is too. Like he's right. sitting next to both of those guys, and they're he's dwarfing them. I mean, both. he made John Allen look like a like a child. Right. He was. I mean, you know what I mean? John Allen is a monster. Yeah, and dog. He, he's standing next to Jonathan Allen, and, and I had to look at that, and I was like, "Is that Jonathan? He looks tiny next to." That's a that's really. another form saying. of optimism they gave us. So. Yeah, I think so. I think this whole thing, you can pick it apart all you want, and a lot of people are mm-hmm. picking it apart with the name with with how they're doing it, with where they're going to do it on the Today Show rather than locally. And we don't even know that as far as exactly where they're going to do it. They know it's going to be on the Today Show, but they Mm -hmm. may be doing it broadcasting from locally and then just showing it on the Today Show. (laughs) You can dissect that thing upwards, downwards, left to right, or whatever. It's a new name. We're all going to be out there standing in line, buying the gear, no matter yeah. what it is, who's right? who's and your first jersey in the new the new name? Whoever we draft, probably first probably Kenny draft. Pickett. Yeah, I'll probably. Have I haven't picked Pickett. up my tress. I haven't picked up my tressway one yet. I think yeah. I might get a tressway. Um, I would hold on to that until he gets the <laughs> yeah. holding duty. You guys, you guys, he will be back for the game Sunday, and this is a great transition into moving away from the name talk. Let's talk against the, for this game Sunday. I Some got a question though, real quick. First, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you want you want me to do my concession at the end of the show? Oh, let's. You, you're really right. You said you had a concession. He has a concession. Or, do you mean um, concession or do you mean confession? No, concession. No, it's concession. Like he's giving something oh. up. Yeah. Damn. Although I, I loved your popcorn line. Yeah. I, I yeah, it was great. Like it I thought funny. you meant confession, and you accidentally typed concession. No, it's concession. Like an idiot. I feel like. All right. So don't admit to it. Don't admit to it, Trev. That was just a fun little. Play yeah, it actually words. worked. It worked very well. Okay. All right, so this is on the name thing. That's why I want uh-huh. to get it out either now or at the end of the show before we move on to let's to do it the now. So game. We're no more name talk. We're, we've been pretty staunch about that as the name talk has been staunch. very limited. Uh, on on the on yeah, the, well, yeah, yeah so. but then you had that that whole. Thing oh yeah, this was so. this was big to big news to talk about. Sure. All right, so you got I need to. The first thing I need to do is I need to reinforce why I think it's going to be a certain name. Legends. Okay. Why well, I think you're it's on the legends train, even though you All first right. were on the monuments train. If yeah, it's monuments, was, I'm going to lose my dang on mine. You will see a YouTube shorts. <laughs> yeah. We will be rich of Jazzy recording me running around the house like a madman laughing because it's monuments after our video where we dubbed over. <laughs> right. we, yeah, that was right. And Ron Rivera. It was, it's great. And we just All right. picked monuments just as a joke. I'm, and if they pick right. monuments legit, well, I because. Will, Jason Wright, you will be on this show. Look, if, that, if it's monuments, I'm telling you, you'll yeah. be on this show if it's monuments. Because you remember that one time I said 
here i this is why it's going to be monuments and i really thought it at the time he, he really he honestly stoner was honestly on the monuments train for a long yeah. long time now you're now on he's, legends on, he's on legends but he's making a why? concession yes not popcorn no so nachos not a hot dog <laughs> so wait, i want wait. you to listen i want you to listen to this part of the video what video okay? of from the making the brand video Okay. And Mama Perry asked where you can find it. Just go to YouTube and search Making the Brand Washington. Washington. It'll yeah. come right up. So I'm going to... Uh-oh. It's just... What? I froze. Did everybody freeze or is it just me? No, just you, sir. No. You're not frozen on my camera. There we go. Sorry. Yeah, we can sit here. All right. So here, let me, let me play this part of the video. You ready? Yeah. Listen to what he's saying. Washington is going to go with an interim name. We are on the brink of starting a new chapter. But our history, our legacy, cannot be lost along the way. Now, more than ever, it's important that we stay connected to our roots. And nobody understands that more than Coach Joe Gibbs. I just think the heritage and the history of our team is what's so important. And as fans, I think we're going to rally around that team. Great job, Proud of all of you. I'd say probably what's most important about us naming the team, it's trying to bring everybody together. Whatever the name winds up being, we're going to support those players and the coaching staff. Everything all those legends. In this room. That's the one thing that we've got going for ourselves is the loyalty. I'm trying to that think we have to what his team. concession's going to be. Okay, playing the whole thing here. Okay, there we go. Watching that, I love, I love the video. Not sure that right. I want to watch the whole thing as we do a podcast here. Because right, so that part was really important because it was, it it just talked about the heritage, the legacy, the uh, the history, and all that. And that's why I think it's going to be legends. <laughs> I agree. And I've you. thought that this whole time. Because they, they talked about rallying around what's important to this area, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Here's my concession. Andy can't play QB. We've been waiting on this concession? for 10 years. Okay, you see this? If it's okay. Legends, right? And I hadn't thought about this. And, and I asked, like, Trev yesterday when we did that video. I said, hey, Trev, why could it not be Legends? And Trev couldn't come up with anything. And I think I've asked Nathan that. And Nathan couldn't come up with anything. And I've just figured out why it cannot be Legends. If you have Legends as your name and the big L, <laughs> the universal sign for loser, it can be everybody will use Bro. that against us. Detroit Lions. Right. Starts with That's an L. Not a great one there. They have a lot of L's in their life. So. <laughs> right. But you know how they're just gonna people are just gonna take that and they're gonna well, turn it on us. We can say, turn it right on there the every time you win, you got the W. Yeah. We'll win and right? it won't even matter. But if we lose, then that becomes a factor. It's, but it is absolutely the most important thing. Legend. You have to win on legend. the field. What's our mascot okay. gonna be if we're a commander? What's our mascot gonna be? Well, exactly. what's our mascot gonna be if we're a legend? A hog. Well, yeah, they're, but you can do that they're with legends too. Our offensive line, Listen, the Hawks, yeah. are legendary. I'm still going with legends, today. but I, but I me thought too. about it today. I'll go with you to me. It bothered me with the big L, and I That's thought, okay. wow, they're just going to we'll be losers together, bro.
We'll be losers <laughs> together with that. Okay. All right. Give, so give out right, a couple of shout outs. We got big moves. Uh, the Hawk TV and Clippy Tunes in, in the chat here. Hawk <laughs> TV, the final game of the season is like the bartender announcing the last call for drinks. Hopefully these guys will be drinking responsibly, of course, and decompressing, ready to write the ship in 2023. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, Washington players who are geared up for this game because for, for a lot of them, this might mean whether or not they're sticking you know, with this ship or auditioning for another team next yep. year. So yep. it'll, it'll be interesting to see who they play and who they yeah. don't play. They'll play uh, as as this game. So I th- I think for the most part, you know, you have McLaurin who is nearing his second one thousand yard season. You have Gibson who I think is too far away. Uh, he's one hundred nine yards away from his Big first one thousand rushing. I don't know that they're going to play him. He's yeah, one that they might play. they might not put some yeah, more no. wear and tear on there. If you're uh, healthy, McLaurin, I would not be surprised if they feed McLaurin. If they feed Terry just to get those forty yards, get his his one thousand yard season. That that part I I could see. I think the whole team plays because we want to get a damn win. We haven't had a win in four weeks. And I think the starters yeah. who are left of the starters they want to get that taste of a W again leading into the off season. So I think we play every single person that we have on the roster at some point tomorrow. That's my opinion. Well, I I think I think at some point. They're going to try and get the uh, younger players in, get them some more playing time to see what they've got with these guys. But hopefully it's they do it with a lead. Yeah, exactly. do it when they're losing. But, Bro, but can, they're going to uh, do it. You're going to see a lot of players that you wouldn't normally see on game day. And that's the just Nate what Sudfields of the of the of the roster. Only this time, yeah. the Giants Kelvin won't be Harman going. Get, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. You're not going to you're not going to be affecting the Giants' playoff chances. You're not going to be affecting your own playoff chances. So you can basically you want to win. Do whatever you want. But you want to win. Just... Yeah, of course, absolutely. You want to win every game. The draft positions will fall where they fall. Let's mm. not get into trying to get a specific draft position. And then you end up with. If you, you want a so lower draft a position, you just wish for the other teams to win. Cheer against your team. If no. you lose on purpose and you end Especially. up with, say, the tenth pick, and then the quarterback of the draft gets picked at nine, so what good did that do you? You guys. So you, you just you just got to let it play out as it plays out. You always try to win. I can't stand tanking. And I hate tanking too, and I'm not for it. But for those who are tanking. Who want to tank? Okay, cool. But you cannot. We cannot do that against these New York Football Giants on Sunday about because of how <laughs> yeah. like they literally how, I'm not trash talking, but they're legit really bad. So we, Joe Judge is pretty happy with where his team is. So at least if that's, our last, uh, well, we'll get to him in a second. If our last game was like Tampa Bay or the Rams or you know somebody a playoff team, then you'd be like, okay, yeah, it's a wash. Play. Garrett Gilbert and play, you know, whoever who cares. But these are the Giants who somebody put a stat on Twitter. They've scored one touchdown in the past 35 offensive possessions. One right. touchdown. If we tank for against a team like that, if you want that to happen, remove your fan card right now and go be a Giants fan or anybody <laughs> else because that's but what happens. <laughs> but what happens if they try really hard and then they end up losing? To a pathetic, sorry. <laughs> well, at least team. we can at least we can be Ron Rivera and said, you know, they put up a good fight, and that's all we could ask for. That's right. so we got that to look forward. Or to. Joe Judge, because that's what he's been saying throughout their their losses as well. He is, needs to put is, some pads on and get his is, ass uh, 
It's something. You're a special he, teams coach, bro. Don't get it twisted. You're a special teams coach. I can really appreciate him for invigorating the Washington fan base more than anything because there was a there was it's quite a few now. who quite a few people who were on the tank crowd. Lose this game, mm-hmm. get better draft position, and then Joe Judge comes out there and takes a swipe at Washington, and that's what got them pumped up. It doesn't take that to get me pumped up, but yeah. I'm happy that other people were just like, hey, you can't trash my team. Only I can trash my team. I mean, especially if you, like like the stat I just said, one touchdown, 35 possessions, and you got the nerve to say our team has dysfunction. You guys are fighting in training camp with your starting quarterback at the bottom of the pile. Get yeah, out of here. Running laps because yeah, of that. Get out of here. Running, running laps. <laughs> well, Screech. we don't have Joe Judge with us, but we will have Authentic on with us once yeah. we get to the game. I want to hear his take on Joe Judge. That's coming up here on Ref the District, episode 50, here on The Game. The Game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has six stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. All right, our guest tonight is the co-host of the best show not on television, Authentic and the Beard, and co-host of Giant Overreaction. You can also check out his original music, including his latest project, The Color of Us, at Authentic.Bandcamp.com. We present to you for the first time, without the overlay on his face as well, and big screen, as we like to do it, with the round of applause. Absolutely. I do think this is standing ovation. Authentic. We appreciate appreciate you jumping on here on Ref the District. Yo! I had that the intro same was fire, man. The intro was fire. I, I definitely, I see y'all did a little bit of research. <laughs> <laughs> Always doing research on our guests because you're a guest on our show. And we I appreciate, appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all having me on the show. And um, definitely been seeing y'all pop up in the chat and whatnot on our show. So big ups to that. Definitely appreciate y'all supporting our channel, man. You know how this works. Uh, one hand got to watch the other in this uh, content creator uh, domain. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. So, so let's get to the big question at hand. Is Joe Judge a clown in your guys' eyes, or or is are are we on this side of the fence just kind of goofing on him because we don't really know him? No, it's um it's it's definitely starting to be a running joke now about Joe Judge um you know on clown status um <laughs> I, I don't I don't like to attack people too much like that especially when they're working for us during the season but it is yeah. what it is at this point um we're at our second season and I think Giants fans now are just um you know running out of patience here with coaches we had uh Pat Shermer there for two years had to fire him right before that was Ben McAdoo two years they fired him uh, a little bit premature in my opinion uh because he you know our last real winning season was with Ben McAdoo the uh, famous boat trip team uh, before the playoffs. I believe we were 10 and six back then. And since then, I mean, we've been pretty much the worst team in the league. So, you know, a lot of uh, cliches run around Twitter, especially a lot of people like to say, you can't keep firing a coach every two years. You don't want to end up like the Cleveland Browns, yada, yada, yada. Uh, But if it's not the right guy, then I I think you got to get rid of him. And um, right now at this point in the season, I'm feeling like Joe Judge is a guy that, um, you know, deserves to get fired. And, um, you know, we used Jason Garrett as a, as a scapegoat midseason. If they were going to do that, I thought they should have did that maybe a little bit later in the season. Now with uh, Daniel Jones knocked out for the rest of the season, we've seen uh, Mike Glennon, Jake Fromm get some snaps, uh, some snaps at quarterback. And in combination with Freddie Kitchens calling plays, it's, it's really been a disaster. Um, 
two games here back-to-back where our starting quarterbacks have thrown for under 25 yards. This last one was negative 10 yards if you add up all the uh, Mm -hmm. yardage from the sacks that Mike Glennon took on the day. I think he was sacked like four or five times for like 25 yards, 30 yards. So, I mean, we're just running out of patience, man. This is a, um, you know, you guys can relate to this too. And I live in Washington, D.C., so I know all about the uh, Washington football team, uh, formerly known as. But um, these are historic franchises. You know, these, these aren't like, you know, um, expansion teams from, you know, a couple of years ago, anything like that. So there is um, reputation on the line here. You know, the name of our show is the best division in football for a reason. The NFC East owns all the championships as far as uh, all the divisions go um, across both conferences. We we own the most chips. So, you know, we got to live up to that expectation. And, um, you know, it hasn't been Giants football lately. So for me, Joe Judge, um, all the hardball news came out this week. You know, saying that um, there's rumors that he would he would uh, take a job with New York or the um, Las Vegas Raiders. I'm all for it, man. Harbaugh's been a um, winning coach his uh, whole tenure with the San Francisco 49ers. Never had a losing season. So, you know, we need to get back to those winning ways. Um, and, and I'll trade it off for, you know, a lot of people like to talk about the culture. You know, that's, that's been one of Joe Judge's big things. It's like the culture in the locker room and all that. Even, you know, in the 11-minute speech rant that he had the other day, said you don't see players with, like, golf clubs by the um, – lockers and all this nonsense and whatnot. Um, I think it's just time to just iron that all out, man, bring in a new coach, possibly bring in a new quarterback. I know y'all looking for a new quarterback too, so y'all going to give us a little bit of competition you guys here. Can, maybe you guys draft. can keep your quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah don't bring been, him here. He's been he's been pretty <laughs> average, man, but um, I, I will say um, I try not to, to call Daniel Jones like trash, but he's been very average. I, I'd put him in that same status as a Taylor Heineke right now, maybe a, maybe a bit under that. But um, he doesn't have a great supporting cast around him either. And when you got that kind of dysfunction in the, in the organization, you know, you you fire your offensive coordinator who wasn't looking that great uh, right after the bye, and then you bring in a guy like Freddie Kitchens, you could tell he wasn't ready to become the offensive coordinator for the rest of the season. So things are look. Giants went from looking like bad to looking really, really bad in the last couple of weeks here. So yeah, that's now you mentioned question. the Harbaugh thing. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Trev, but he mentioned the Harbaugh thing, so I wanted to ask there because it was publicly announced or you know made known that joe judge and daniel jones will be back next season do you do you not put any stock into that is that just some smoke uh and they would absolutely go for a guy like harbaugh or you know is he going to be is is joe judge actually going to be coaching next year and is daniel jones going to be the qb yeah i um i definitely read the reports um you know, about Joe Judge and about uh, Mara committing to Joe Judge and Daniel Jones. But here's the thing. Mara has not came out and publicly backed that. So that makes it really interesting right there. And y'all saw some of that that um, press conference the other day in the mm-hmm. rant. That, to me, that doesn't look like a guy who has um, great job security. He's not looking too safe over there. Um, as far as Daniel Jones, you know, he the money is already paid. That's how I look at it, right? So by May, you got to figure out if you're going to um, give Daniel Jones the fifth-year option, you know, for the first-round draft pick. And I don't think the Giants are going to do that. So my my thinking would be go out here. If you like any of these quarterbacks in this draft coming up in 2022, draft a guy, make it so he can at least sit behind Daniel Jones for a year. And then, um, you know, the following year in 2023, you might have a starter. I'm, I'm looking to maybe catch a guy like Malik Willis in the second round. Mm-hmm. All right. So I know every, it happens every team, um, injuries and COVID and everything this year, but – Let's just say none of that happened to the New York Giants or anybody's roster with all the free agents you signed this year. Kenny Galladay, you drafted Kadarius Tony. You know what were your what were the expectations coming into the season? And then what's what's the problem over there in New York? But you said dysfunction. What's going on? What where's the main problem? The main problem um, resides on the offensive line in New York. And, um, you know, outside of the injuries, because the injuries have definitely been a problem. 
But um, entering this season, they just didn't address the offensive line. Last draft, nobody from the offensive line, no draft picks. And that's been kind of a, um, a Dave Gettleman staple. When he first got here, the first thing he said was, we're going to get the hog mollies, we're going to fix the offensive line. They uh, invested some draft capital into the offensive line. It hasn't worked out. We've had some major injuries. Um, we allowed Kevin Zeitler to walk. Um, Shane Lemieux got hurt before the year. Uh, Nick Gates got hurt in the Washington game week two. I was out there for that one. Um, and, you know, there's just been, um, you know, at right tackle, it's been, it's been a struggle for the New York Giants with Nate Solder, who they expected to come back as a veteran and be able to play at least decent, decent football, you know, something like what uh, Cam Fleming was doing for the Giants last year. So it falls apart right up front. Now, when you got a quarterback who's not decisive, for me, the offensive lineman's best friend is a decisive quarterback. It's why Tom Brady is the least sack quarterback in the year every year because he gets rid of the ball very quickly. Eli Manning was very similar. You know, a guy who, if, he, if it wasn't there, he was going to throw it away, find a way to throw it to somebody's feet. Um, and Daniel Jones has not been that. Daniel Jones, you know, he's been pretty much a one read quarterback, struggles to scan the field, um, you know, fast. And decision-making has definitely been his problem. He just doesn't know when to just, you know, put the ball down, tuck it, and go. And ball security, we know about that from 2019. I mean, Daniel Jones had 19 fumbles in 2019. Five of them were scooping scores. Eleven of those were lost. I, I keep that stat in the bag because that's just that's awful. You can't win games like that. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it's been um, every – it's really been the offense. The defense has taken a step back, and I'm sure y'all can relate to this too because last year mm -hmm. Washington had the number one ranked pass defense throughout the whole entire year all the way up until the last week. And um, y'all defense fared well, top five defense um, when the year ended. New York was a top 10 defense when the year mm -hmm. ended. Secondary was looking good. James Bradbury was looking like a top cornerback in this league. Um, but what I think a lot of Giants fans overlooked was we played against a lot of bad quarterback competition last season, Washington included. We played a lot of teams that had banged up quarterbacks. You can't forget Dallas had um, Andy Dalton out there. Mm -hmm. um, we played you guys twice. There was, um, what is it, uh, What's my man's name? Uh, what Probably was the, what's Haskins the, or Alex what's the, Smith. What's the backup? Or... Not Alex Smith, but uh, Kyle Allen. Sorry. Kyle Allen. Yeah. yeah. Kyle we faced Allen. Kyle Allen once. We faced Brandon Allen when we when we saw Cincinnati because Burrow was out for that game. Uh, yeah. Mitchell Trubisky, Ben Roethlisberger. You know, it was a bunch of just like average quarterback play that we faced, which in return made the defense look a little bit better. You go out there, you know, you you spend some draft stock on the offense. You get Kadarius Tony. He's been banged up the whole entire year. The kid can't stay healthy. You spent about uh, thirty million on Adoree Jackson. He's been mm -hmm. a bit of a letdown, you know. And the Giants invested a lot of money in a bunch of injury prone players when they were coming off a pretty injury prone year, especially at the running back position with Saquon Barkley. So you know, mm. all, all the fans and I guess the organization as well was just hoping that things would click together. But for that to happen, you got to have a quarterback that's going to be above the X's and O's. You saw that with um, guys in Detroit, you know, Matthew Stafford with Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay led the league in touchdowns in 2019. Yeah. He comes over here to New York, and the kid can't score Nothing. a touchdown. He doesn't even have a yeah. touchdown on the year. Um, and, and that's been the case for the Giants wide receiver core for a couple of years now. You know, um, this past season, the Giants have three touchdowns from the wide receiver core. Odell Beckham just went over there to the Rams. He's only been over there for seven weeks. He's got more <laughs> touchdowns than the entire New York Giants wide receiver room. That that's just unacceptable on the offensive side of the ball. So um, I, don't, I don't know where they're going to start with addressing things. I think the panic move is going to be to go double dip on the offensive line in the draft. Can't forget we got two top ten picks is what it's looking like right now. We got the uh, Chicago Bears pick from last year. So they, they, they got a lot of draft stock. We're going to have ten picks. Five of them are inside the top 75 picks. Get a good GM in here. Get a good coach in here. Try to figure out a way to rebuild this team.
Well, you you guys will be starting Jake from this Sunday. Is there no no one you know in their organization who believes in his ability as a as a QB or or is he just a just a there filler. for you guys? Kind of the same way we have uh, you know in our quarterbacks room, Taylor Heineke, Allen, and uh, Gilbert Fair at this right. point. Yeah, I think I think it's very similar. Um, I think y'all have a little bit more stability at quarterback than we do, um, especially at this moment in the season with Daniel Jones out for the year. Um, Mike Glennon was out there for a while, and he was a big letdown. But I think a lot of the um, the mishaps that are happening in the quarterback position, especially with these backups in here, it, it's got a lot to do with the philosophy first that J- uh, Jason Garrett brought over to New York, which didn't really match the personnel too well. You need a, um, a real offensive mastermind in New York to be able to find ways to get Saquon Barkley the ball in open space and be able to make plays. Instead, they kind of try to turn him into a um, a bit of a between-the-tackles running back and c- kind of try to turn him into Ezekiel Elliott, which that's not his style. And then, you know, coming off the knee injury, that doesn't work out well either. But um, as far as Jake Fromm goes, I mean, when he came in for the, the first drive when we saw him the first time, he looked pretty good. He was in command. He ran a two-minute drill late in the end of the game, drove the Giants down the field, got us in the red zone. And then you come back when they gave him the start. I mean, it was a horrible start. I think it was 6 of 17 for 25 yards, and that that ain't going to get it done. But like I said, I think a lot of that's on the philosophy and on the game plans. Um, Jason Garrett's game plan would match um, the philosophy a little bit better for a guy like Jake Fromm because Jason Garrett's whole thing is, you know, five-yard outs, stick routes, comeback routes, very short routes, three-step drops. Freddie Kitchens is trying to take more of the um, plays from the playbook from the philosophy from Jason Garrett and do more five-step drops which when you got a terrible offensive line, that's not going to work. And a lot of Giants fans were hammering the point of, hey, we need to throw the ball down the field. We got Kenny Galladay, throw him some 50-50 passes. And um, it's hard to do that when you got a bad offensive line. And the Giants, I mean, I think it's very clear they got the worst offensive line in the entire league. So, my bad, Stoner. No, What's no. going to happen for you guys to pull out the W on Sunday? We, we got to get lucky, man, and, and Jake Fromm's going to have to just catch lightning in a bottle. That, that's all you hope for as a Giants fan here because – these weapons have not worked in this scheme all year long. There's, there's not much to look forward to. I heard you say the, um, the statistic right before I came on about the one touchdown in 35 drives. Giants are dead last in red zone efficiency right now. They're 28th in red zone attempts. So I always talk about this with the red zone. You don't, you don't have to be the most efficient team in the red zone if you are maximizing your attempts. Early on in the year, the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills were perfect examples of this, right? Now, with the Giants, not only are they terrible with their efficiency in the red zone, they just don't get down there. Last game, we didn't even get down in the red zone one time. You you look at the box. Mike Glennon was 4 of 11, and only three receivers registered a stat on the whole box score. I've I never seen nothing like this in my entire That's life. wild. You know, so, um, I mean, I, I don't know where they start. They ran the ball 40 times last game and just pretty much gave up on the pass because first play of the game, Mike Glennon drops back to pass, right tackle. There's some kind of mishap of uh, communication on the front um, offensive line. Right tackle just completely lets the defensive end go. Blindside hit right on Mike Glennon. He fumbles it. They almost score on the first play of the game. So then Freddie Kitchens is just like, yo, we're just going to run the ball the whole game. <laughs> they got Saquon over 100 yards. So, I mean, um, I mean, I think that's one way that the Giants could win the game or pitch like, you know, virtually a defensive shutout, you know, and, and try to hold Washington to like three or seven points because our offense just – we struggle. We can't score points. So kind of getting back to uh, Saquon, right? Yeah, he's, that's he's, good. It's a little bit of an enigma for me because, first of all, and you can pick you can pick drafts apart you know, for every single team. But when you picked him, when the Giants picked him second overall a few years ago, 
they passed on guys like Quentin Nelson and Josh Allen and and Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, guys like that who are just absolute studs now. And really, in my mind, in most people's minds, what are you doing drafting a running back number two overall? Those guys are kind of a dime a dozen. When he was drafted, did you think that, first of all, he should have been drafted second overall? And now, looking back, is he that cornerstone piece that you need at running back or that you think you may need at running back for the Giants? Um, okay, so I'll start with the first half of that. Like, when we drafted Saquon Barkley at number two, I was totally good with it. Um, you, you just, you know, all the hype that was surrounding Saquon Barkley, hype. combine hype, statistic hype, highlight tape, all of that. It looked perfect. And as a Giants fan at that time, you're not looking at the team that we're looking at now. We're, we're looking at it like, hey, 2016, we were right there. Okay, won the division, 10-6. and six. Eli Manning is, is declining a little bit, but you, you're looking at a guy who still has a lot of gas left in the tank. 2017, they tried to make the move on um, Brandon Marshall, at wide receiver, and, and it really fell apart that year. They spent $200 million on the defense, very similar to what they did this entering this season. They spent $200 million on the defense, right? And um, all the injuries accumulated just really fell apart. This is the year that Geno Smith got to start at quarterback. Mm. You know, they benched Eli. Ben McAdoo wanted to get Patrick Mahomes in the next draft. The Giants didn't want to go with that. Wow. And things start Thank to you. decline. <laughs> you know, you and, and you, you, you can't really sense it at the time. Mm-hmm. But they go out there and they reach in 2019 and draft Daniel Jones at number six after drafting Saquon Barkley. So for me, it tells me that they were thinking about the quarterback position the whole time, right? But they, they didn't want to pass up on trying to give Eli Manning one more chance in 2018. So if the, if the goal was to give Eli Manning one more chance, I'm looking at an offensive roster at the time that looked pretty like you could win some games. You had Sterling Shepard out there playing some good ball from the slot. You still had Odell Beckham on the roster. Granted, he was coming off an injury, but we knew what Odell Beckham was. And I, and I think now with the Rams, you kind of see what Odell Beckham still is. And I was looking at it like you're building a young trio here by the time we got to 2019. You get the running back. It, it's very unorthodox to draft a running back that high. Um, and just drafting a running back in the first round when you're in a rebuild mode. But I think that even Dave Gettleman admitted this. He said, there's no reason why we can't rebuild this team and win at the same time. So they were trying to just feed that Eli Manning beast and be able to try to win games. Now, the thing about Saquon Barkley is with Eli Manning under the center, it made Saquon Barkley a even better running back than he really is because now you got you have a veteran quarterback that's going to put the running back in position Every play, there's never going to be a time where you're out of position with a guy like Eli Manning on the field. Victor Cruz and Mario Manningham have a, um, a detailed interview where they talked about this. On Fridays, they would always meet up with Eli Manning. They, they, they talked about this about the 2011 Super Bowl run. They'd meet up with Eli Manning and just go over little nuances and little checks that they would have before they go into the game on Sunday. Now, I think that not only for Saquon Barkley, but for the rest of the team, when you, you bring in Eli Manning in, in 2019 – you're paying him $20 million, and you only started him for two games and then benched him, and then now you got Daniel Jones starting against the Bucks week three. You're throwing a rookie quarterback out there. So you kind of abandoned the plan that you really had. I think it would have been more beneficial for everybody, for Saquon Barkley especially, to finish out that season with Eli Manning, and maybe he doesn't get hurt. Granted, in 2019, Saquon Barkley still did run for 1,000 yards, even with the high ankle sprain. I think he's shown that when he's healthy, he's one of the most deadliest players in the league. But that mm-hmm. style of running back is, is slowly but surely seeing its way out of the league. That's a hybrid, true hybrid running back in Saquon Barkley. 
Look at um, Christian McCaffrey over there with the Carolina Panthers. It's pretty much the exact same story. The kid can't stay healthy because they're trying to run him between the tackles but also have him do all the things that Alvin Kamara does outside in the passing game. you got to find a coach like Sean Payton that's going to be able to utilize a guy like Saquon Barkley proper. Now that the Giants are in 1,000% rebuild mode, the, the pick at number two looks a little bit crazy. But I think at quarterback with Josh Allen, or no, it wasn't Josh Allen was the next year, I believe, the quarterback Josh Allen, right? Um, that's a good question. Maybe it was the next year. It was because it was Patrick Mahomes. No, it was that year. It was that year. So the DN Josh Allen was was the following year. So Josh Allen's a guy that he wasn't the highest touted quarterback on people's radars. I think I picked at number seven with the Buffalo Bills. So I I don't think he was an option for the Giants um, at that point. You could have definitely went offensive line for sure. Um, but the Giants have always neglected that. You know, they've always tried. The Jerry Reese era especially was always trying to get offensive weapons. They, they neglected the offensive line all the way from 2011 until Jerry Reese left in um, 2018. And it worked. When, when you look at the 2011 uh, Giants Super Bowl team, they were dead last in rushing in the league. They averaged 88 yards per game. They had the 31st-ranked offensive line. They just turned it on at the right moment. Eli Manning played average football just long enough to give them a shot to get to the playoffs. And we know Eli Manning's the most clutch quarterback in NFL history when it comes to the playoffs. So it shows that all you got to do is just give these guys a chance. You know, I'm, I'm just keeping it funky with y'all. You know? and, um, with, with Markley, it looks worse now. You know, it's like you look at a guy who kind of feels like it, he might be on the decline a little bit after the knee injury. And Giants fans were just super hopeful this year. They're just like, oh, he'll come back. He'll pull a, um, an Adrian Peterson. He's going to be the first or the second running back to do what Adrian Peterson did. You know, it's just a lot of hope and a lot of um, optimism. But when you look at it realistically, man, you know, he shouldn't be back to full 100% healthy probably until next year. Next year. And I've always been saying this, you know, you got to address the second running back position with Saquon Barkley. It's exactly why the Saints went back out and got Mark Ingram because they realized Mm -hmm. Kamara's a fantastic back, right? But he's never had a thousand yards, not once in his whole entire career on the ground. And there's a reason for that. He stays right. durable. He's rarely hurt. I know he was banged up for a little bit this season, but he's not hurt like CMC and like Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley is because he's not getting that crazy workload. You got to find a way to do that with Saquon Barkley, and you really only got one more season to do it. Um, you extended him for the extra year, but it's like I think after that year, you, you're going to have to let Saquon Barkley walk if he demands big money. And same thing for mm-hmm. Daniel Jones. I mean, both these guys, Daniel Jones is now going into the fourth year. He's got a fifth-year option that needs to be signed by May, or the Giants are going to owe him $20 million plus. I mean, what, what do we look like paying Daniel Jones that? You know, we're going to have to buy a Washington move here and um, franchise tag him. If indeed he does play well this next year, but I still think you got to go out there and draft that quarterback. If you draft that quarterback, you can have him learn on the bench for a year and he doesn't have to be thrusted into this chaos right off the bat and try to be a starter. We see what happens to quarterbacks on bad teams. Trevor Lawrence, perfect example this year. He comes out, this guy's the best quarterback prospect since probably Andrew Luck. He's had a horrible year. Davis Mills is playing better football than Trevor Lawrence is. Zach Wilson over there with the Jets. Looks like he's got all the, you know, all the intangibles to be a good quarterback, can run, big arm, throw it, all of that. Mobile, blah, blah, blah. Playing terrible football over there with the Jets, but that's because they're on terrible teams. So for me, I don't want to bring in a quarterback, whether it be a stopgap quarterback, a veteran quarterback who's already proven it, or a rookie quarterback in, into a situation like this and, and expect some wins. Very nice, bro. Man. That's yeah, I know. I can, I can just sit here and like keep going and going and going. <laughs> oh, man, I can talk football all day, bro. <laughs> yeah. and, and you absolutely do. And we, we, we listen to quite a bit of it. Maybe not as much on your giant overaction, but if you're a Giants fan and you have not subbed to Authentic and the Beard, do so right now. 
That's the YouTube channel that they're on. And then you can catch his giant overreaction show usually on Mondays, right? Yep. So you'll yeah, catch that on, on Mondays and then you can catch Authentic on the Beard. Their other programming uh, throughout the week as well. They're amazing, as you can hear you. right here on Ref the District. Now, I have one more question you... for him, Nathan. Okay, go ahead. Because I was going to ask one, but you got one. Go, go ahead. No, Nathan, you go. You haven't asked in a long time. You go. How do you feel this game Sunday is going to play out? Um, I think it'll be fairly low scoring because you guys are kind of falling apart here. I, I don't, you know, it's 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 interesting, man. I've been saying this a lot. You either have a franchise quarterback or you got a quarterback that needs a hell of a running game. One of the two. Mm. Taylor Heineke has shown you that he could do some things. That kid can wheel in the pocket. He can do a lot of things, but he don't got the arm strength. Accuracy lacks. You know he throws high every now and again. But when when um you don't have McKissick on the field and you have um Antonio Gibson not running the ball well, there's really no formula to win the games with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. And that's a big limitation for Washington. I knew last week when you guys were playing your game on, um, that was against the Philadelphia Eagles, about the third quarter, I was like, even though y'all had the lead at half, I was like, nah, they're going to choke. They're not going to win this game. They don't got what it takes here without their their primetime players. Y'all need some more um, weapons on your offensive side of the ball. I know you guys thought Curtis Samuel was going to be that this year. I thought he was going to be it too. Coming off like 100 catches over there in Carolina, he just can't get Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, you know, that, the groin injury, man, those, those leg injuries those like are that, real. they really keep people out, man. Mm. Um, but I, I expect it to be fairly low scoring um, unless the Giants can't stop the run. If we can't stop the run, then I'm looking at something maybe like Washington 27 to 27 to 6, something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, if we, can, if we can stop the run, I think it'll be a little bit closer. It might give us a chance to win the game. Um, but I, I still would pick Washington to win this game probably like uh, – I just don't see the Giants scoring more than six. I'm going to say like 17-6, I'm not going to lie. This is the most confident I've been about an opponent all season long. <laughs> We're bad, man. We're bad. And it and it starts from Literally. the head up, man. Like the coaches yeah. just don't know what they're doing. Joe that Judge went out here and hired a bunch of his friends. And, you That's... know, he complained about the Jason Garrett hiring all year long and finally got his way and fired him. And this offense has been it's terrible. Let, let me give you all a couple of statistics since Joe Judge has been here. I got him up here right yeah. here. Points per game. The Giants are 32nd since hiring Joe Judge with 16.5 points per game. Ooh. Yards per game, 296 total, total yards per game. You see Dak Prescott go out there and put up 300 by himself damn near every week. <laughs> yeah. That's 32nd since he's been the coach for the Giants. 4.8 yards per play, that's 32nd. And red zone efficiency at 46%, that's 32nd. So wow. there's really no hope for the New York Giants right now, especially when you don't got Daniel Jones out there who – like I said, I think he's an average quarterback. But when you have Daniel Jones out there, he has a skill set that allows you to at least kind of move the ball. You can move the sticks a little bit, and um, you know, hope he's a lead against Washington. He, yeah, he's, he's a lead against he's, Washington. He's, Five and one, I believe he is. <laughs> yeah, first Five loss came earlier this season, and it was off of a penalty that yeah. gave Washington a second chance there. Oh yeah, so. I was at that game. Went from cheering. <laughs> talking a lot of smack. I was sitting in the end zone. I was sitting in the end zone where that railing fell down on them on Jalen Hurts uh, this past weekend. Oh, so yeah. thank God that, you know, I, I was there early in the season. But, um, you know, you see the kick go wide and everybody starts celebrating and then shh, there you see that 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 uh, paint on the La field. Yeah, laundry's on the field. The second one was going to go good. And, um, you know, the referees didn't uh, correct that. You know, they, they said or whatever that he wasn't really offsides. But yeah. I saw a little bit of a hiccup in his, in his three-point stance. I'm not mad at it. I think it was the right call. So, Authentic, you own the Giants. Your very first move in the offseason, what is it? Oh, you're firing Dave Gettleman right off the bat, and then I'm firing Joe Judge right after that. Same uh, day? Bringing in my GM and, and then bringing in my head coach. 
That makes sense. GM first. Not going to go the, the the coach as the GM route that uh, Washington coach went picks, with. Uh, coach picks nah, the GM. Nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that route. And I, I think you guys are in a much better place than the New York Giants are right now um, because y'all could go out into this draft, draft a quarterback, get another weapon somehow, whether it be in free agency or maybe even in the draft. And y'all could be right back. Y'all could be right there. Y'all got the defensive pieces. You spent the first round stock on the on the defensive line. The defensive line should improve. We know y'all had a mm-hmm. setback this year, and Chase mm-hmm. Young and Montez Sweat weren't looking like their normal selves in the beginning of the year. But those two guys are are definitely a force to be reckoned with. And um, I, I think you guys are just in a really good place. I think you know it's not it's not a horrible place you're in right now. If you could get a quarterback who's a guy, I mean, like a Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, you know, um, oh, Stafford vibes, there you, go, you, you get somebody like that, it's really going to elevate that offense with another weapon over there. Because even when you look at the Bengals, man, they didn't look like they had those crazy weapons. I know Jamar Chase came in here as a rookie; he's doing big things. But um, even Tyler Boyd and Higgins, they've they've been balling out. And Joe Mixon has had a, a kind of like a revival to his career. I was going to say they've all been. All Happens with the good quarterback, man. You know, <laughs> they have one of the worst offensive lines right now. Joe Burrow been yeah, sacked like fifty a, plus times. A good quarterback fixes a whole lot of things, but it's I have one more. Right I'm so sorry, guys. Right fix. No, you go ahead, Trent. So sorry. Authentic. Do you think your offensive line is going to come from the from the draft or a veteran free agency? There, we don't have enough money to um go free agent route right now. Uh, the Giants, I think, are 31st as far as cap space goes. We're strapped for cash right now. Like, only got about $5 million or $8 million or something like that. Um, so I don't think we'll do the free agent route. I definitely think we're going to spend at least one of these first-round draft picks on an offensive line. Um, probably going to be a right tackle is what it's looking like, um, or possibly the center that's out there. I know we got a big center prospect as well. And um, Giants need some pass rush. I mean, they they did hit with Aziz Ojolari last year. He's got um, eight and a half sacks, I believe, on the season right now. If they could pair somebody else young with him, I think that'd be a cool move to go. Maybe offensive line, edge rusher, and then hopefully um, Malik Willis is there for me right right at the end of the uh, or at the beginning <laughs> of the second round, man. And we can scoop Malik Willis. I'll be very happy with that. Very nice. All right, so I, I do have one final <laughs> one. Yeah, let's get it, we man. Let's get it. I'm, I'm not even used to like doing short format like this, you know, where you got to get it together like 20, like 30 hours, minutes. Yeah. We do like three hour podcasts. Or yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. this, this one I want in, in two sentences. Okay. Okay. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Oh, man, I don't even need two sentences for that. I mean, you already heard the man say the most clutch guy in playoffs. Two, I could do it in two words. Two, yes, two sir. Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowls. That's, That's enough for you to get in right there. That's ben Roethlisberger should be in the Hall of Fame as well. He got two oh, yeah. uh, Super Bowls as well. But And you also can't forget about this. A lot of people like to look at the statistics, look at the numbers. Eli Manning, 500 on a career as far as wins and losses and all that. You really got to look at this, though. Durability. Mm-hmm. And to be durable in the NFL, you got to be available. And Eli Manning never missed no games. No, he didn't. You can break a lot of records doing that because I use my eyes. With the eye test, Eli Manning doesn't look like a top 25 quarterback in the NFL to me. But when you look at the statistics, yards, touchdowns, Eli Manning is up there in all of these statistics. And then when you talk about that clutch gene, look at playoff statistics. There is no run better than Eli Manning's 2007 run or the 2011 run. If if yeah. your boy Plaxico Beerus didn't shoot himself, <laughs> the Giants probably repeat in 2012. Don't forget, there we you go to a hot start. So there Eli Manning, yeah, two Super Bowls, guaranteed Hall of Famer, should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And the kid was tough as nails, man. I mean, you look at the playoff game against San Francisco. Offensive line was doing jack for him. He was getting smacked all over the field. His helmet was halfway off his face, chin strap on his nose. He's getting up, What's still you? making throws. 
what you guys did that year won all your road games in Green Bay and mm-hmm. somewhere else, and then New- like that Both was very impressive. impressive run. Run. Both it very was a very, very impressive run, man. I, I haven't very seen nothing like it. And then you you think about the two clutch throws. Even you could talk about the clutch runs, and then you could talk about the two clutch throws. The the David Tyree catch, the helmet catch in two thousand and seven. How he just peels out of the pocket, finds a way to get out of there, does a crazy yeah, I throw thought he was high up, for sure. makes the catch, and and a lot of people <laughs> were used to criticize him from about twenty yeah. twenty uh from two thousand and seven to about twenty eleven. Right before twenty eleven, people would say he got lucky. He got lucky. So he gave y'all the Manningham throw in 2011. <laughs> yes. M- maybe one of the Which best was... Super Bowl throws we've ever seen right up there. And with catches, too. And, and catches. Was... A lot of people don't credit that catch. That no, catch that, was an amazing that, yeah. catch. If he didn't catch that, no one's talking about the throw. So just saying. Not a soul. Right. Not a that's soul. Fair. And over the shoulder for the wide receiver. I used to play wide receiver, man. That's the toughest catch. <laughs> also, authentic. Nice hoodie. I have the same one in my house, bro. Oh word! Thank you, man. My shorty uh, just got me this joint for uh, Christmas. Actually, man, I've been, yeah. I had this, I had it on yesterday on the podcast too. I woke up. I'm still in pajamas, man. I just been chilling. Who cares, bro? It snowed out That's here. Y'all know good. the vibes, man. Yeah, we got yeah. snow here. Yeah, too. We got, hey, wait, I got snow. one more. I got one more. I know. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna let our man authentic so wait, head before, out here. Before I, before I get off though, oh, let me. Yeah. I, I want to okay. get y'all assessment on the game real quick oh, too. Score, okay, you know, yeah. a little score prediction, a little bit, a little bit of why maybe. I'll. I'll start. I think it's going to be, like you said, 27-6, 27-13, 24-13, something like that. I just think that we were talking about this before you got on. All of our starters who were still left outside of injury and COVID, they want to play this game. They want to win this game. They've lost four in a row. We want to end this game with a win and have something to look forward to in the offseason because we believe in Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera believes in them, so why not give him a W? So I think we're just going to come out and dominate and end the season in the right way, honestly. We have to. We have yeah. to. There's no way y'all that really got that. Y'all as, remind me of the of the 2020 New York Giants fan base. We're like, let's finish strong. You know, got do what we got to do. We were trying Seriously. to get the six wins, man. And and now I look There's back more... at it, I'm like, man, that was a curse, man. I wish we would have just fired Joe <laughs> Judge after that first season, man. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know, man. I'm not giving up on Ron just yet. He's got one more year on my on my in my book. One more year. Hey, real quick, got two Ron. Let me let me tell you something about Ron. That, that that he's been a good coach, but these two things have um been like uh, red flags for me two years in a row he botched the quarterback situation yeah the first year with Dwayne Haskins he said um you know this kid knows the playbook he's ready whoever <laughs> knows it the most is going to be the starter and then midseason came back double back and said oh we got to start the guy that knows the playbook the most and then you know ends mm-hmm. up benching Dwayne Haskins this year Washington goes out there spends that 10 million on Ryan Fitzpatrick we only got to see him for about a good 10 snaps but he looked awful and Taylor Heineke was definitely the better option of what was on the roster. So, um, right. you know, for Ron Rivera, that that worries me a little bit. Well, this is, I think, it's like his like his first full year with the front office staff that he assembled to to go about the offseason moves. So that's the only hope I have going with him too. That the people he brought in last year, they've got to look at this whole entire season to see where we're where we're lacking, where we're strong at, so they can kind of maybe help him decide on what quarterback yeah, to let, bring let in. them find the QB. <laughs> so he, a, take yeah. it out of his linebacker should hands, not be p- p- picking quarterbacks in the draft. Just saying. Fact. Go ahead. That's mine. <laughs> Stoner, what, who do you got for this game? Yeah, I agree. It's going to be low scoring. I think it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of running. There's going to be a lot of running on both sides. Because both teams pretty much just want to get this game over with and get to the off season. No injuries. Get, get out in the golf course, head south, go to the golf course, uh, all that good stuff. So yeah, I, I'm looking at it about like a twenty, twenty to twenty to nineteen. 
That's what? One of my, 19 that's one of my famous. Uh, that's 19 is like a lot. Famous that. Scored in like three games combined. <laughs> Ex- offensive explosion. I think the Giants fans would be very excited if that's With the 19. case. That we were able to put up 19 facts, points facts. in one game. <laughs> Don't let us get over 20. 20, we're going to lose our minds. Right. <laughs> well, and I think that the, the defense actually might be able to – I'm, I don't think they'll be able to pitch the shutout, but I think they're capable of it with how Ooh, bad the wow. Giants have been. Uh, but I, I just don't have any faith in Washington's offense to put up points. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go 17-3 to three. Washington Ooh. is how hey, it's wow. a, a dub is a dub. We'll take it. And, I mean, no no, wow. no one was thinking that the Chicago Bears were going to put up a lot of points on the on the Giants. And, I mean, they blew us out. That offense is not impressive, especially with Andy Dalton, man. Um, yeah. We'll see, man. It's going to be an interesting game for sure, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I always tell people, like, always. bad Giants football is better than no Giants football. I'm, I'm going to miss the uh, the season when we hit the offseason here. It's yeah, definitely going to be too. tough. And I, I see a couple of my, my day ones in here. I just want to shout them out real quick. My homie Nick DeWick, NTW, and uh, my homie Joel, uh, classified with Joel, man. Two of my good homies from the Giants community. And Queen Marjorie is in the building, man. They came to show up <laughs> and show out. So shout out to the Giants Nation. Much appreciated to the yeah. – to the, uh, Authentic in the beard crowd that came out sure. and uh, and uh, have subbed. Uh, we were going to – yeah, the shout-outs, thanks for for taking those. Nick the Wick has gotten all sorts of things. He thinks it's going to be 28-3 to Washington. He's also got the uh, uh, over-under under set at 50 yards of offense for the Giants, and he's, t- <laughs> he's taking the under. And <laughs> He also I, said 19 for I'll the Giants. I'll take the over, like, but this <laughs> like Nick's flying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No bull. So, that's that's facts, Nick. That's facts. So Marjorie is bet betting Gano could at least kick two field goals. That, that's probably fair. I do think that Washington. Uh, I, it's either going to be a I shutout or it's going to be one of these games. Or I, I did not miss Graham Gano. I did not miss Graham Gano. Well, authentic. We appreciate you joining us here on yeah, episode fifty of Ref the District to talk yeah. the New York Giants. You can catch Authentic on Authentic and the Beard, their YouTube channel. If you're one of our our guys, our team, our Ref the District fans, go out to their channel. You will not be disappointed. It is the best show, not on television. You can catch them. You can also the catch Authentic. Got, got to give you a little correction there. The best television show, not on television. Not on there we go. The best <laughs> television <laughs> show. Uh, that's that's uh, that stoner's bad. Didn't get that in the writing. You can catch him also for on, the, on that channel for the giant overreaction. He's got one more this season, and you'll want to check that one out because if Washington wins this game in the fashion I hope they do, that one's going to be a good one to watch. Yeah, and you can also good. check out his original music. His latest yeah. project is The Color of Us. Check that out at authentic.bandcamp.com. Thank appreciate you, man, for joining us. Hey, appreciate y'all having me on, man. We got to do this again for sure. And uh, maybe I can bring y'all on our channel sometime soon, too. Absolutely. We would love, absolutely love to. All right, Authentic, thanks for joining us. When we come back, we'll be talking more DC sports here on Ref the District. Oh, it was so good to have him on there. Yeah, uh, on the I could talk like, to him. Him oh. and the beard, man, they're they're really, really good. Again, right, I, was... I cannot hit that enough for, for our listeners. Check them out. <laughs> absolutely, so absolutely stone cold good. Uh, we are now in the cool down session of our episode 50 here. Okay. 
Let's get over to the wizard side of the house. So I'm going to change yep. change up a little bit. Is Koozie Clutch oh, Koozie? Is he is he is he the real deal for the wizards? Um, I'm going to start off by saying yes, and the mm-hmm. reason why I'm saying yes is because I think he's had this in him almost the whole time, his whole career. It's just been overshadowed in L.A. Well, with said, LeBron James. He, he says, and, I've always been this guy. And people who normally say that normally haven't been that way. But, I mean, even when he was in L.A., he was a serviceable role player. I mean, at times he was bad. At times he was really good. But now that he's play, he's got a chance to be that second, third option, you know, in the spotlight too, he's really getting a chance to showcase what he can do on the floor. And he's proven that by being clutch, clutch coup. So, yeah, I think he's the real deal for sure. I'm not 100% sold yet. <laughs> I can be sold. I can be sold. I'm a little on, you know, because 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 of that, he hasn't been the man ever, right? In the mm-hmm. in the pro. In yeah, the, in the never. NBA. Never. So, but they are running plays for him and he is coming through especially in the clutch. He is getting that mm-hmm. nickname Clutch Coos because he's hitting some big shots. Before they lost to Chicago on that crazy DeRozan three, they took the lead because of Kuzma hitting Mm -hmm. that three right before that with like two seconds left or whatever. And in this last game, he hit like three threes in the last two and a half minutes against Charlotte. He was, he was amazing. And he's been doing that all year. I just hope he can keep it up. It's a little too early. It's a little too early to say it, but I'm certainly hoping that he's the guy. The thing that's been interesting to me with all of these, protocol these health and safety protocols to all these players like yeah. the Dinwiddies and the Nettos and the holidays those are your three point guards Bradley Beal's been playing point the last couple of games yeah and he's responded in two games with 25 assists just saying and, and now all of a sudden everybody's thinking well maybe we need to start playing Bradley Beal and we need to start moving some of these other pieces around I never personally thought Spencer Dinwiddie was a true one I thought he was a better suited too honestly mm. He has the build for it. He yeah. shoots. He doesn't really facilitate an offense that well. I like. I, I think he's just one of the many people who is just better with the ball in their hands. And yep. so uh, I think that that's a the big thing uh, for a lot of NBA players. I'm going to pick on Stoner here a little bit. He's he's I on love the it. fence. He's on the fence for Kuz. This man goes to bat for Davis Bertans. <laughs> Day after day after day. <laughs> and look, yeah. he's like straight face, like, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, why? Do. Yeah, why? Yeah. Yeah. Because Absolutely 10 games, he was 45%, yeah. and the last three games, he was 50%. Am I, is it, those are facts. He's not. I don't know to tell y'all. He's, he's I'm, I'm happy he's making those. The more he makes, the better trade value he will have for Washington. <laughs> he's not Thank getting traded. I'm telling y'all right now. He he probably yep. won't. And neither will he's, this next player that I want to bring ooh. up because this is going to be very interesting when he comes back to the team. What are you going to do with him and Kuzma? And that's Rui Hashimura yeah. is slowly you, you coming play, back to health. Both of them play that that. You play Rui at the five? I think yep. that's a disaster. Oh, he's way too small for the five. He's smaller than uh, Trez. Well, he's probably about the same size as Trez. But they're why both, not, both about why, six, why not put Kuzma and Rui out there? 
mm-hmm. the same time. Take K- KCP, put him to the no. bench. I know you guys no. love KCP. No, I, I'm a KCP. No. He's in a slu- shooting slump right now, but he I'm is. A da- he's he's had a couple very. He's had a very very bad stretch here. Recently. All right, so you're starting five would be Spencer Dinwiddie, Bradley Beal, Rui, Gafford, and Kuzma. I just said you put Kuzma at the four, Gafford at the five. I'm not even starting Dinwiddie. I'm starting Who are you Beal. Putting at the two? I'm putting uh, KCP at the two. I'm putting Beal at the one, KCP at the two, Kuzma, uh, Rui, Gafford. And then Dinwiddie That's spells Dinwiddie Beal, spells Beal. and yep. KCP. Because you know yep. they're going to give Dinwiddie 20-plus minutes. KCP. Mm-hmm. Kispert, by the way, has been pretty mm-hmm. nice. A, I've been saying that. That dude's a dog, man. He can play. He's going to be so, a good player. Steve Steve knows what I'm talking about. You play mm-hmm. Kuz and Rui at the same time. Uh, if you play them at the three and the four, I think that you have potential. Rui can hit those outside shots. I think that that's here's, something that the team's been missing. <laughs> Come on, Minnesota. What yeah. is going on with Rui? Why is it taking him two and a half months to get into shape? Well, I'm He's not. He's been and I'm with not, the team for two and a half months. Wasn't this? Whole, I, was it like a mental health thing? Okay, I do believe he's back that with that the aspect. team. I know he's he's back with the team. He's been I with know. them for two and a half months, I getting know. ready for the season. He comes what back. What is after, going on there? After all stars, I'm, I'm think. I'm not trying to uh, to to not be considerate of his mental well being, but that's but that if least, you're back with the team, and that leads to my point. If you, that's what I'm saying. Like if you can, part. if that's what I was saying on like one of the episodes before. I'm not like you, sir. I'm not speaking on mental health, none of that. But mm-hmm. from the outside, the optics look bad. If you can sit on the bench with your teammates mm-hmm. in dress clothes and jump up and down and celebrate when somebody, you know, dunks on the head or hits a three, if you can dress out and sit, I know, Nathan, I know. But There's a big difference between that has, and playing the game. And I, know, I, thought, I don't like, think it's just a Why is he not think, ready to play that, the game? Why, why, Talk like, to the coach. <laughs> what's Junior say? What's what's Unself Junior say? He's the one who's holding know. back. It's just, it's just, it's just bad. I know, like it's just bad optics saying that he's ramping to get back up with the team. Okay, but then like being, I don't know. It just looks bad. It just looks bad. It, yeah, I, I would love to see him play with the Go Go's. Like if you're there, it's just to just to see yes, him in action yes. again. But Do I think that, that they're I think they're they're saving him because they think that he can be a difference maker for this team. And and well, I, I'm excited. I was excited about him last year. He just wasn't consistent enough. We're talking about Kuzma being consistent. That's something I want to see from Rui, but you gotta see him gonna... on uh, on the court and he yeah. hasn't been there yet. He's getting there. And I do think that we should see him within this month start to eat some of those minutes on the floor. He'll probably start off spelling Kuzma. And then as he gets healthier, maybe then we'll see some of that small ball. Uh, maybe he's trade bait. They're, ma- he's they're trade making bait. some trades. They're making some maybe, trades. I can maybe he's they trade really bait. do need to. Some maybe he's trade one. bait. Maybe we all yeah. say Rui's untouchable, but what if he's not untouchable? Nobody's right. untouchable, bro. The he could problem, be trade bait. The problem is, is he hasn't played enough. The, the, the Davis Bertans. Which I, why keep him? Is, is where well, well, why you can't get up? anything. You can't give anything up or you can't get anything in return for a yeah. guy who's not been playing. Why? Why trade so, for him if you're somebody else? It's just like it's just like Thomas. It's just like Thomas Bryant. He's not played. People know what he is, but if they, they don't know play. if he's healthy, they're they not gonna play. they're not gonna trade trade for him. So that's gonna be another interesting one when he comes back. 
he can go. stretch. He can, he can stretch, but you want Gafford's. Uh, you want his rim ability protection. to protect the rim. Mm, That's why I'm telling you, Trez. I think is the odd one out there, and might be the one. As much as we love him, he's an animal. He's he's a guy that DC has really yeah. like rallied behind because he's very energetic. He's like the perfect bench guy. Get Thomas KCP, Bryant out of there, but KCP's getting traded. That's who. That's who I think's I, gonna. I said that as well. You guys were ready yeah. to crucify me. No, I don't. I, I don't want him to. You, you two love KCP. Love KCP. KCP. He has a ring. His championship moxie. Pedigree. Oh, you said moxie. Yeah. I heard you. Uh, he's got that moxie word on. Notice I didn't say it with Taylor Heineke, so I can say it all I want as long as I don't play with Taylor Heineke. The the. Washington's playing Wednesday Rockets, night. Right? I won't, we're playing the Rockets right now as we're doing it. I won't spoil the score. Don't and if you're watching this, this broadcast, do not put it in our the man, comments. Our man Tiho hasn't hasn't chimed in yet, so I'm going to assume that he he he's not there and he won't spoil it for us. Uh, shout out to Tiho one time. What do you guys see in Thomas Bryant? Can we move on from him? Please. You ha- maybe after the maybe, season. Yeah. You know, the after thing the is season? You're not going to get anything in return for him. That's the problem. He hasn't played. He you hasn't played. In... You're not going to get there, anything bro. for him. If he had get an expiring contract, maybe someone would take him because they didn't want to kick there. the tires on it. Here, here's a here's a exercise for you, right? You're the general manager of the Pacers. Okay. And the Wiz call you up and say, hey, I got Thomas Bryant for you. You making yeah. that deal? Maybe. You know, you're not. You just said Maybe, you don't even he, want him on bro, his team. He could, bro, he you could want fit, him on your team? Bro, he could fit our. He could fit the Pacers system over there. Yeah, maybe, but they have Sabonis, so I wouldn't. You know, but a okay. team needy big man, I would call. But we need a big man ourselves, and it ain't Thomas Bryant. So we need to go out and get somebody else. Release Thomas I like, Bryant. I like the dynamic him in, a, between a healthy Thomas Bryant and I don't. a healthy He's trash. But he get, he could give you that three ball. Nothing that's, again. That's you know who else gives the three ball? And he's trash. Yeah, man, the stoners, man. Davis Bertans. <laughs> like, you he don't put us, that he, on me. He gives us we threes to on trash. Davis Bertans. We we can't. No, we need somebody to bang with the big boys down low. And Thomas Bryant, his game, he's known for a stretch five. We need a solid five. We don't need any more stretch play big men down. Yeah, you're low. signing have, signing Greg Monroe tomorrow. So that's he's a true name. big man. That was, that's good. That was a, that was a good right. name to see. I'll that, take that was, him over Thomas Bryant any day. Oh wow! Okay. Well, All let's right. ta- let's stop talking about the guys who are who are who are bubble roster guys, and let's start talking about a man who is an all-time great. Mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> You're right. He is. That is. He is the great he's one. Not as good so. as uh, Ovi, though. Just throwing it out there. No, he's, oh, I'm just kidding. Ooh, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not that was so hot. My my pants are on fire. That was so hot. <laughs> yeah. Well, his pants are on fire too because he's a liar. But yeah. that's besides. <laughs> <laughs> Ovi's great. Ovi is going to be. Ovi honestly could be on not Mount five. Rushmore. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but when all said and done, but Wayne Gretzky just, is probably the the yeah, the no, hockey guy. He's the so best of this generation. Not, I know his name's not Mr. Hockey, but Wayne Gretzky is the name everyone thinks of when it comes to hockey. Who's Mr. Uh, hockey, Trev? Come on, uh, Patrick Waugh. <laughs> hey, not bad. That was not Mark bad. Messier. Mark Messier. I mean, no, not quite. But that's Sidney right. Crosby. No, I gotta go way back. Dim's fighting. Brett Hall. Gordy Howe. 
That was my next guess. Is he a comedian? <laughs> yeah, I, Isn't Gordy Howe a comedian? Um, that's, uh, I do think there is a Howe um, or Gordy or something. But anyways, let's talk about Ovi, <laughs> who notched his 256th power play goal, breaking the all-time NHL record. Mm-hmm. That man's pucking. <laughs> is that what you would say? Is that what you would say? Is that... I, I mean, you're balling with the, with the sport with the ball. They have a puck, so yeah. he's pucking. Yeah, he's been pucking lately. He's, he's, pucking he's definitely good. been pucking. He's he he is one of the biggest reasons that Washington stays as great as they have been this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington, What's by the, the way, division? Washington Capitals have their <laughs> uh, throwback joke for I think it was episode forty-eight. There, the Metropolitan. Uh, oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the biggest yep, flaw in their game seems to be they can't win overtime games again. So yeah. it's like they they, just, they lost again to the Devils in overtime. Well, then Stoner, what needs to change for them to avoid overtime? Like if they right now, can't... right now their biggest problem is their power play, which is one of the most feared over the last ten years. Obviously, you got Ovi sitting over there just waiting for somebody to feed him so he can smash one. He's done it better than anybody else in the history of the sport, uh, okay. but they're not gelling this year. The power play is not. They're like 25th in the league in the power play Oof. goals, which is really bad, or percentage. And it's mainly because of their injuries and their COVID situation. They're like with everybody else. They're losing guys. They don't have the same guys consistently out on the power play that they've had for five, six, seven straight years where mm-hmm. they all know each other, and they're trying all these different parts, and it's just not working right now. Hopefully, now everybody's mm, – maybe this isn't politically correct – now that everybody's had COVID and and they can move on with their life, right? Everybody except Ovi, I think. Uh, so they've all had. I love so you, Stoner. So Don't ever change. Into the ca- the Capitals just said, you know what? Everybody get in the same room. They, they did the 90s mom chicken pox remedy. <laughs> was just like, oh, you can't chicken pox? Let, let me bring my kid over. Bring my kid over. That's right. That's right. So hopefully now they can get all healthy and they can get that power power play going and that's been their biggest weakness so stay away from overtime because they just they're just terrible in overtime. they've got one victory in overtime this entire Jeez. season that was like and most eight, recent like the past eight two losses weeks or something like i was that, about to right? say eight yeah. losses yeah so it's not been yeah. a good season for for them in overtime but it's been a good season so far overall uh hope to have uh mm-hmm. some more good games they've got a couple of games coming up this week as yep. well Friday. So, They're supposed to play tonight, but um, they can't get into Canada because of the COVID restrictions of geez. traveling into Canada. So they had to um, postpone that one. So the next game's Friday. Yep, um, against the Blues, against who have forty-three. Right? Yeah, forty St. Louis Blues, who have forty-three points. So that should be a good matchup there. Yep. And then on Saturday, they'll go face the Minnesota Wild. Yep, forty points there, so not a bad team either. So a couple, couple road games here, uh, where it uh, should be a good test for the Capitals. See where Ovi ends up. Where's he, Stoner? Hmm. Give, you're, you've been doing a good job giving us that countdown for where he is. Yeah, uh, how many, how many goals is he on? Oh, and and uh, where oh, is geez. he at on the list? How close is he to that next uh, spot? Hang on, oh, let me check. Oh, geez. You, you he's had this information. He's at 753. And what's the number? I believe is what's the goal? Fourth. 
Uh, the goal is eight something. Like he's got, a, he's got, he's got, he's got, a, he's got another, yeah, another few seasons to get to that. But okay. it's yeah. very likely that he will get there. He did also pass. Um, who did he pass recently on the points list? Uh, Total points. That graphic. Total points. Uh, he just passed somebody for twenty fifth. He's now twenty fifth all time for total points. Yeah. Um, so pretty, pretty impressive mm-hmm. player. Watch him Friday against the Blues, and then again Saturday against the Wild. Uh, mm. We have one last thing to talk about, and it's all bets aside. If you missed Sunday's show, you missed out on some money. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> gave you, we gave you the golden bets. I mean, so you're gonna have to check us out this Sunday yep. at 11 a.m. Yep. We'll be live on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And mm-hmm. we'll be doing all that side this week. The game of the week will be Washington against the Giants. Yeah. And we are also doing a special game of the week, which will be the BCS championship game with Alabama mm-hmm. and Georgia. Go Tigers. Yep. We also got your lock of the week and your upset of the week. And then we'll be bringing you Dalla Dalla as well as our, our ref, the parlay, which did not hit. Nope. So but yeah. it will. Don't worry. It will. It will. It will. So question. Yep. Mm-hmm. Answer. On Monday, show for our day after reckoning. Are we still going to be wearing this stuff, or do we retire it and go back to the, or what? We're we just going to be wearing our own thing. Like, how does this work? Since we're getting rebranded. Well, Stoner's still wearing a Redskins hat back there. We've got some Redskins stuff around the house. I know you've got some. Some. Uh, Where yeah, this is want, this. So, that's that's what I was just like. Here. Just like Jason Wright told us at training what? camp. Who Which was signed so fun. that hat? Who signed that hat? Yeah, remember that? That was a great time. He yeah. signed. He signed Stoner's hat, and he let Stoner know directly that mm-hmm. they are not going to stop people from wearing that stuff. And we're going to continue wearing all the stuff. I like. I think the W's clean, but I'm really looking forward to that name. Of course, we got to win. He's going to release that on Groundhog's Day, two two twenty two. And yes, absolutely, we do we gotta have to win. win against the Giants. I think that they have an absolute good shot at shutting them out. That, that was be a exciting? bold take. That was a bold even, take. Even if they only score 17 points, I will take <laughs> I'll take a 17 to nothing victory. Heck yeah. That'd be pretty nice to see. I was looking for a broom because we're gonna sweep them giants. We, hey, and I, I have a I had I got a source. I got a message before the show. I cannot reveal such source, but I was told that they hope that we beat the New York Giants. You know what? I cannot Ooh. release the sources. I'm an enemy. Does it rhyme? Because with, they have a reputation to uphold, they told me. But Mady Haiti. Yeah. Does it rhyme? You know what? With, you know what? I'm a realist. Lady. And we all have reputations. So yes, yeah. indeed. Sorry, Katie. It was Katie. She uh, DM'd me on Facebook and that's says, "All right, because if we all bring, you know, if we do sweep the Giants and we bring brooms, we're going to be no yeah. better than Washington bringing benches to Dallas, and she will call us out on it. Absolutely, that's fine. That's fine. Be fine. You oh, even I'll deny it, but I hope Washington <laughs> team whoops their ass. There it is. Uh, Sorry, you Well, <laughs> you can catch us Sunday at eleven. <laughs> doing all bets aside then we'll be streaming yeah. the game against Ooh. the giants so you yes. catch our stream for that that will also be facebook youtube and twitch and then you'll catch our day after reckoning we have a special guest who i have to let stoner introduce because we know that that's his man 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on Monday's Day After Reckoning, we have uh, EB from the Junkies. Hey! Uh, he will be on there with us. He was on our very first regular season game, Day After Reckoning. And so he will be on our last regular season game, Day After Reckoning, on Monday. So EB very nice. from the Junkies at about 7.15 slash 7.20 on Monday. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 50 here for Ref the District. We appreciate your support. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We are sponsored by Skybar and Pacers Running and your support. Every subscription counts. Every view counts. We appreciate you. And until next time. What? Be a fan. We love Washington, uh huh, and we saw him die hard fans. Yeah, we are. You know we keep it on ten. One, Let's talk about two, the one, two, three. Defense. Let's go. And gifted. We are ref the district. Oh, this is a podcast. Come on now and join us. Join us.